0: hi this is chris and this is john and you're listening to the nerdy dad cast i wonder if the sound of my stomach actually you know made it through to your ears there
1: i didn't hear any grumbles you need to put the microphone closer to your stomach Okay. Well,
0: I mean, it won't be in the actual episode that our listeners are tuning into in post. I'll, I'll take the grumble out in case it it showed up, but, um, I just, I just finished dinner. I had uh, a nice, uh, uh, chicken Parmigiana, a little tossed salad. It's, you know, that sounds very good. Beautiful meal, beautiful meal, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, uh, It's not sitting quite right. You ever had that before? We have a really good meal, but for some reason or another, it's just your, 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 your stomach's like, I really enjoyed it when you were looking at it and when you were putting in your mouth. But now I'm kind of thinking
1: I was feeling something else. So I wonder if it's like, you know, how you're not supposed to swim for half an hour after you eat. If the same thing, you're not supposed to podcast for half an hour after you eat.
0: Oh, that's, that's a, you know pretty intelligent thought there. I
1: mean, yeah. So if you need to turn your camera off and just like, if you're going to be sick or something, I don't want to see it. Just turn your camera off and I'll, I'll listen to it.
0: I, I just need to find a Dixie cup. Cause if you're going to spew, spew into this. Yeah. You know, I, I would hope that those who do listen to this podcast get that reference. I mean, that's definitely like dad humor right there. And it's our generation of dads that would get that. Right.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't go for the dad humor myself. Usually I try not to anyways, but I am a dad, so it does happen.
0: Well, you're a dad. I presume you sometimes drop humor, and therefore your humor is dad humor.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's, I think that's unfair, though. I think the whole genre of quote-unquote dad humor is... uh, is how shall we say like i try to go for the more intelligent humor but i don't think Uh dad humor is generally categorized as intelligent humor it's Mm -hmm. more yeah it's like by the by the by the end of my week like friday saturday that's what all my brain can handle is sort of the bad dad puns but uh but yeah i I don't know
0: yeah well i mean that's generally how the end of every day is for me. It's it's fair enough. Yeah. It's just the the way things are. Um, Speaking of the way things are, uh, our episode here is going to talk about a topic that was um, uh, close to, to my own heart. um, Just a few weeks ago, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, bullying. Um, I can't relate any uh, sort of parental advice here simply because it's not an experience that I think baby force has had to deal with. Uh, that's not to suggest there haven't been situations where, uh, kids within sort of the toddler age group may sort of deal with something differently, but I wouldn't necessarily define the experiences that I have been aware of or heard as, as bullying, as I might know it, or what I experienced just, uh, what a few weeks ago, I guess it would have been now, but, um, yeah. I mean, I, to let the cat out of the bag, if you happen to follow me on, on social media, you might've already seen this, but, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> I got called fat. In fact, the, the, the words were, Hey fatso, why don't you put away that camera and start exercising? And yeah,
1: who, do, <laughs> who does that anymore?
0: I don't know. Well, and I, like, I, I was actually, I've been thinking about this. I, like, first of all, um, we'll get into sort of why this is sort of an issue for me, but I can't recall anyone describing anyone like that since I was in school. Like we're talking decades ago. That's not to suggest the term does not get used. I'm sure it does. There might be others that hear about it, but like I've had people uh, comment on, on my weight, um, I don't believe intending to be malicious and often it's more of a, what they feel is a statement of fact as if I somehow did not know that this is actually an issue, but not like it's how it lands. Right. I mean, they're not coming from a malicious intent in the delivery, but it might land that way. And often I, you know, whether it's right or wrong when called upon that, It's it's an immediate sense of the regret, whereas this this was delivered
1: purely to land the way it sounds. Which yeah, I mean, just to go back to that, who that seems to me like it's from like a bad eighties comedy. That I mean, in the eighties, we all loved. You know, somebody's gonna throw that out as an insult, but it just doesn't seem. It's just it's so strange to to me to have someone just randomly, as you're walking by or as you're doing whatever, just throw that out of nowhere. But. uh, again this is you know circles we are so yeah
0: yeah i mean just to sort of describe the situation is that i was out um uh and a little backstory here uh on one of my other podcasts we have a a supporter show called off the rails and uh, we were talking on one episode about different things that we've always wanted to do but haven't done yet and i had had this belief that i wanted to create like a youtube channel of vlogging style youtube channel that Talks a little bit about sort of travel, local travel, history, just uh, you know, a whole mess of different topics. But just to allow me to to express some of my creativity uh, that uh, you know resides inside of me. So i uh, i got i got amped after this conversation. I get amped, and I'm like, I'm going to go and I'm going to start uh, talking a little bit about some of the history of the, in the local area, heading uh, in the Steeston, and I started some topics. But I wanted to go and, and get some some video like B roll and you know, me talking and what have you. And so I had a, I had a, my cell phone on like a gimbal. Like, yes, it's sort of the self describes dorky looking sort of selfie style thing. I mean, that's, I used the gear I had. I wasn't going to go spend a million dollars to get better stuff or something that just, this to be a start, but it was like, it took everything in me to go and do that. Right. So I, I'm, I'm not confident yeah, just naturally. I mean, no, there's a reason why I podcast. If you were to ask me, I will throw myself some shade by saying I have a voice for radio as well as a face for radio. Like that's I'll throw self shade, but here I am. I'm out there. So when, when this young man and I, I, I say young cause he was younger than me. Um, I don't know if we're talking like high school young. I don't know if we're talking like twenties young, but him, friends riding by on a bike down in Steeston and he shouts it loud enough that I obviously hear and so does everyone else and here we are outside and it, it was as if you know you could hear a pin drop outside like that it, it just everyone heard it and I the majority of people may have been shocked by it but it was quite clearly directed at me and I think what, I mean, what hurt the most was the fact that I reacted to it. Like I knew they were saying it to me. Um, but then noticing that most people around knew they were directing it at me. Like, you know, it's that social shame. And yeah, I, uh, I haven't, uh, I haven't been out for a walk since it's been weeks.
1: Yeah. And that's amazing. That effect that somebody can have like that, just out of the blue and for no reason at all. And, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, that really sucks. I mean, it's a big fear of mine because when I was a kid, I got bullied really badly. And so when I was in elementary school, we moved at one point and I had to walk a few more blocks to our, to our new, new place we lived but unfortunately that was by the quote unquote rival elementary school. And so I still went to my school and then I walked past this uh, rival school. And so for no real reason, some kid at that school would come up to the fence every day and just start, he'd start yelling at me through the fence and he decided he didn't like me. And I just ignored him and I kept walking every now and then I talked to him, but he would usually just curse me out and tell me he wanted to, he wanted all sorts of violence and s- stuff like that. But so it was kind of, it shook me a little bit, but, uh, that was my grade seven year. And then the next year was junior high. And so I went to junior high and this kid ended up in every single one of my classes. Of the eight classes I had that year, I think he was in six of them. Mm-hmm. And so he took it on upon himself to then make my life an absolute living hell. And he, it was always, I want to fight you. I want to fight you. I want to fight you. But, you know, it was never going to be, A, I've never really been a fighter But then B, it was never going to be one person against one person. It was always going to be me against him and his five goons. Uh So that never really seemed like good odds to me. So I went from being a very outgoing, class clown, likes to make you laugh kind of kid to being a kid that by the end of the year couldn't even, like, couldn't form a sentence, couldn't say words out loud. Sure, sure couldn't talk to a girl or anything like that. And it just, it really brought my self-esteem down to the point where it was, uh, I mean, if I, I, you see a lot of these cases where kids go through bullying and end up with suicide, end up with all these other things that happen to them. And that could have been me if it, but lucky for me that year, I had one really good friend who he said, you know, I know what this other kid's saying about you, but I want to be your friend anyways. And he probably saved me for a good point of it. And I mean, we're still friends 35 years later. He's still one of my best friends. Um, and also it ended up where this kid found out where I lived and he decided to come to our house and he spent the afternoon with his buddies, lighting matches and dropping them through our mail slot, trying to sell, trying to set the place on fire. So eventually the police got involved. And, um, the thing that really sticks with me on that is we didn't, we were going to press charges. We probably should have, but we weren't. But when his dad came to pick him up, his dad was told about everything that he had done and he was like, yeah, so what? So it left me with that idea. I mean, this kid then ended up changing schools the next year. So he came, went out of my life and I managed to recover over the next coming on the years after that. But that whole process, that whole thing really uh, formed a part of me. And so now these days with my kids, I mean, I wouldn't, it was part of my parenting. I mean, we're, we're very much, we pay a lot of attention to our kids. I would know if something like this happened, but you know, my mother didn't. My mother didn't see me turning from that uh, outgoing kid to a kid that could barely talk until things were pretty much too late. So yeah, these days we're much more we're much more aware with our kids and trying to make sure that doesn't happen. And I mean, that's a big reason why we decided to do homeschooling and stuff like that, not to put them in that situation. Because yeah, I've seen so many kids, especially where we live, you know, young kids who are happy, smiley kids when they're four and five, and then they go to school, and suddenly they turn into the social animals they need to be in the elementary school setting. So that sort of, that put us off it right away. I've seen, so so yeah, between those experiences, I mean, I definitely, I get where you where you're coming from. I get what, and that's sort of why, when I read about what happened to you, I was like, oh, that hurts, because it brings me back to a place where I had gone through various forms of bullying myself, and yeah, it's not,
0: Yeah. It, it, you know, you're, you're the story you're talking about school. I mean, I, I, I mean, if we go back in time. So first of all, um, weight's always been a target for me. And the thing is, is in, in school, um, and really my first two years of sort of college in my twenties, I was fit. Like I, I may not have been your stereotypical, you know, athletic body type. And that's genetics. My genetics, unfortunately, did not allow for that. But it, I, here I was. I was in the best shape of, of my life. I was fit, healthy. Um, it helped that I obviously was young and had a metabolism that uh, had me burn calories simply by breathing. You know, I mean, I wish I had that metabolism now.
1: I miss that metabolism.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, is that despite me, in retrospect, being able to look back and say, no, man, Chris, you were, you were actually doing really well that wasn't the message that was being passed to me by, by people. I mean, I know now the people who would tell me that I was fat, that I was overweight, that I had a beer gut or or things of that sort generally weren't good people. They were not really my friends. They weren't people who had cared about me, but the, I cared about what they were saying. And I, you know can can look back at the number of different instances where I was bullied for even things beyond that. Like I remember in grade five uh, during, just as we we're about to come back from lunch, it was a miserable day. So most of us were in the classroom and uh, one of the kids in the class walked up behind me and I couldn't understand why he was standing there until such time as he pantsed me in front of the bulk of the class. Like mm-hmm. we're talking pants straight down, underwear, everything like this this is something that happened in in the early nineties, essentially. Right. It, it, it affected me. I'm not going to lie or how I was into like models, like model planes and whatnot. And uh, I took uh, one of my model sets with me to, to school. I had the model glue and the paint. And like, if I ended up staying and I, you know, put, put the model together and uh, come back from, from recess or something, Again, this is elementary school, probably grade five, grade six, and I notice my stuff's missing, and so I immediately think that someone has stolen it, like taken it, and so I go and I, I tell my teacher. Um, she goes and says, "Oh, that's that's very concerning. Go to you know, let's go to the office." So I go down to the office, and that's when I learned that uh, uh, this same person who had pantsed me had uh, gone and told the school custodian that I was sniffing glue. <laughs> nice. And it was confiscated. And why that was an issue was that they took this very seriously and he had already called my parents and my dad had took time off work at the the time to come. And, you know, he's upset for a number of different reasons because at this point he thinks that this is legitimately an issue. And here I am trying to explain to people that, no, that's not the case. Like I'm, I'm, I'm into models. Like I, you can talk to these people and they wouldn't have anything of it. I got, I got, in trouble because this, this kid who I went to school with uh, until he went to another junior high because he was an athlete and went to a different program. um, I was bullied every year, every, almost every day. And I, I think back and I know that the, the bullying impacted me in such a way that I viewed it as like a, a power hierarchy. And so, the only way that I felt that I could fit in is to myself, bully. Now, my bullying wasn't to go and pull someone's pants down, say someone's sniffing glue. Um, I was the what I would call the intellectual bully. And so, to fit in, I remember doing like an after school program where one of the kids had missed a few sessions. And I convinced him when he returned that, uh, he needed to, to pay a a higher fee. I had him, he actually brought his mom in who was livid that they were charging more money. You know, someone might say, well, that's nothing, but that's bullying. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily thinking that I was a bully. I'm like, Hey guys, look at me. Look what I can go and do. Look at the power that I hold. And, and, you know, you know, it didn't take long for me to realize, you know, that that was bullying and I'm been embarrassed by that ever since, but that's the type of thing that I would do. And I think when I look at baby force is that having lived through many of these, these instances where I was bullied or I did the bullying is that I've learned many lessons. And my hope is, is that I can impart on her uh, the wisdom that I've sort of gleaned from it so that she call out, Bullies do not stand for it to stand up for, uh, for others to, to be compassionate and caring. And I, I again, I, it's, I feel that that's the, the best I can do. And maybe there's more, right. But that's, that's where I feel that I can, I can best set her up. I do believe, and unfortunately, no matter how much myself or my wife go to try to insulate or protect at some point in time, she's going to encounter a bully right? It's just um, the unfortunate aspect of people, uh, whether it be kids, whether it be teenagers, adults, bullies exist in all generations throughout, you know, all spectrums of age, um, all spectrums of, you know, geopolitical society. And it's how that she in turn responds and, and deals with it in that moment. Um, I, I, You know, I I think back and I, I don't know how I'll react if and when, you know, she does encounter a situation like that. But I know like when my dad came to the school that day, despite him, I think, realizing that it was a mistake, that there was no way that his son was sniffing glue. We never had a conversation about what happened and what transpired. Essentially I got in trouble for taking it and was told never to bring that stuff to school again. And I feel that if, if I'm in that same situation with her is I'm going to look for more ways to support her in that situation. And that's not, I'm not calling my dad out here because what he did was probably greater than what he would have experienced from my grandfather. Um, And if I were to go generationally back, I'll bet you these experiences have been quite a bit different um, a generation or two back and it would have been, well, I'll go take that kid out back and teach him a lesson.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to mention that as well. Cause we were having, I was having a conversation actually the other day with, with this good friend of mine and we were sort of recounting the old years and basically, yeah, it was, uh, you know, we were certainly not high on the school hierarchy. And as you said, you know, that led to us then trying to get whatever power we could by bullying people below us and bullying people. And so in our own way, I mean, we looked at people that looking back, these kids had really hard lives and really bad things happened to them. And we really, you know, we both said, we both really regret that we didn't have that knowledge. We didn't have that compassion. We didn't have that ability to care. And we were just trying to get our own little power rung at the time. And it's something we both remembered and we both really regretted and so yeah like you say I'm with my kids it's about being aware it's what having those conversations and no it's not to blame my mother or my grandparents or anybody else down the road because they were doing what they could at the time with what they knew at the time but quite often the, the way we look at that now is wrong and even so yeah with my son I'm and my daughter if if and when they experience it and of course they will experience it because like you said that is humanity unfortunately you know no matter how how enlightened some people are some people don't want to be enlightened and some people don't want some people or some people just don't have the situation that they're in and a lot of those people like on my way here uh, my my kids asked okay well what are you talking about tonight And I said bullying and they were like well what's bullying and so I I told them about your story, and I told them, and then they said, "Oh, well, what about you?" And I so I told them briefly about my story, and they said, and so to give them that sort of information where they can look at it and say, "Okay, well, a, that's something we don't we want we don't want to do that," and to have more empathy in the situations and to have alternate ways to get out of the situations. Now, of course, they are going to be bullied. That's just something that's going to happen. And um, when that happens, I will be there, and I will be. My hope is that we all just communicate very well and we talk about everything in the situation and it's not just brushed away and it's not just any of that because, yeah, that's the communication is the absolute important part. And like I said, with my mother, when I went through it, she didn't recognize what was happening at the time. I have the feeling of the type of parent that I am that I would notice right away if there was something that was going on that my son wasn't telling me. But uh, we'll see. We'll see when that situation comes. But um, but yeah, I, I hope... Again, I mean, I just hope the next generation is better, and I try to teach my kids to not make those mistakes that I did. And if they are hurting, I mean, we live in a very loving household, so I don't, I don't know that we'll go through the same problems that I went through as a teen. But, um, but if they are, we just make sure we communicate and make sure everything's open and try to get through that. And hopefully, they have the wisdom to the wisdom that I didn't have when I was a kid.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, my daughter, I mean, I was. I was down. I mean, for those who might've seen sort of the thread on Twitter, that was, I needed to vent. I needed to express that emotion and I was home alone. And I, I had, I decided I, I'm going to use Twitter. I've done this before where I will, I will sort of use Twitter as, as the the place of vent. It's public, which I think for some, that's not the space that's for them. And I completely understand that. I also, the moment I share it, have that instant pang of, of, of dread, but I, I needed to go in, and share the story. And, and so how it landed, because I also consider me sharing this as possibly empowering others to know they're one, not alone. If they've experienced something like this, that there are, are there are people. It's sort of that, you know, take, if Chris can do this, so can I, I mean, if that was the message taken great, um, but when when my wife had gotten home, she saw this. I mean, she she Twitter stalks me. Um, if if I tweet something, her phone dings. <laughs> like that, that is ultimately the case, and so she she knew that I was I wasn't in a in a good space, and she might have said something to baby force. I don't know, but baby force her response is, "Daddy, when someone says something mean to you, you tell them no, thank you." It's good advice you know, wh- why didn't, I mean, where were you when this happened? Cause I needed that, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of joking about it. I like she was like serious. Yeah. Right. This is what you do. And I'm like, man, I, and I think, you know, I I, 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 I think, why didn't I react? Like, why didn't I say anything? I mean, I'm, but then I'm thinking, well, no, I would have, I would have gone with some snarky retort. I would have not been witty or I would have tried to like, you know, where it's that I'm trying to throw back the shade. Um, but do that again, it's the intelligent bullying. I'm not going to go to that level. I'm going to go to a different level because somehow that makes it okay. And I I think the response of none was probably the best choice in the moment.
1: And it's an interesting thing as an adult, because you know, we get, we've all lived our lives and we've hit, periods of time where even as adults at work at wherever you may be, you, words get thrown out and quite often they bounce off and you don't, you're just, you've got that hardened shell that they don't normally affect you. And then, so something like this where it's unexpected and it does affect you and yeah, you just want to go with the wisdom of babes and just say, yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, and
0: generally if, when I have had insults directed at me, Um, this is not the first time in a long time they happen for one reason or another, because people are people. My general response is actually, Oh, thank you. You can say whatever you want because they're just words and you matter. Unfortunately, not a whole lot. And you probably matter less because of, because of what you've said. And these words just, yeah, they got through the armor. I mean, it was like a piercing blow in that, that weak spot. And in that moment, I, I was devastated. Like I, I'm not lying when I, I, I said, I haven't gone out for a walk, like the walks I have gone out cause I have been outside is down to the little cafe, uh, maybe five minutes away, if that into my house, like I'm not walking into, into the village. I, I'm just, I am, I've actually even started the clothes that I'm wearing been, subconsciously is, should I be wearing these clothes like that? It's, it's, it's still in my mind and it's this constant sort of, you know, voice. It's not as loud as it was when it happened, but it's just unfortunate that the words landed the way they did. And yeah, I mean, I, I think if anything, I hope that while my daughter doesn't have to experience that, that when she does um, I'll be there to, to support her and provide her all of the, the the love that she needs to to get through. I would also wish that I could say the magic words so that will make everything better. And if the wisdom that I will allow me to do so exists at that time, great. If not, it doesn't take away the fact that there'll be unconditional love and support regardless.
1: I thought the other important point to point out to my kids, anyways, was to say that you know the people that throw out that sort of attitude and the people that are the bullies quite often, it's because they're in a bad place themselves and there's always some sort of more, there's more to the story. So whether it's bad parenting or whether it's, you know, they are not getting love or what whatever the situation is, I had to explain to my six year old and nine year old, that you know, it's not just because they are quote unquote bad people because there isn't really such a thing as a bad people it's just sort of the situation that they are in and even as we mentioned you know we were in our own situations and we treated people badly because of our situation so i mean mm-hmm. it goes upwards so you just have to sort of look at the root and see if you can i mean that doesn't make it any easier when you're in the situation but just to realize that there is more to it than what you see yeah
0: that is you know uh, a very you know wisdomous Take, I mean, I've just created the word because I can, but there is like we. I mean, I'm just sort of thinking this out out loud. But you know, when I started to be a bully, was often to try to reverse being bullied. It's that that hierarchy, the sense of power, the the fact that I'm almost taking this this negative energy and experience. I'm I'm trying to funnel it into someone else. It's the hot potato. I'm trying to to get rid of. Um, there could be a situation with with them where that's what they're doing, but it's not necessarily being bullied. What the way we we might be talking about it, it could be how they how their experiences are within their own home, uh, within their lives. Like there's, there could be more that we're we're unaware. And I think, you know, if if I had the wisdom that I had today, and I could go back in time impart in, in on myself. It would be like, Hey, they're bullying you. So why not go and like, Hey, is you know, try to be the friend to them. Almost the higher level of, you know, ascension. I don't know if I would have had it in me to be that person, but maybe baby force can.
1: Yeah. And that's the hope, right? Hopefully they'll, hopefully they will have those skills to be able to deal with the situation. So that's my hope as a father. Yeah. You
0: ever played the video game bully?
1: No, no, I haven't. I, I I read about the uproar about it and that it's not actually about like you're not bullying people. That's not the thing. Isn't that kind of about it?
0: Yeah. It's just that the, I believe you're a character being bullied, I think, but I, I have not played it. It just got me thinking as we normally sort of do. We talk a little nerdy, um, that there is a game called Bully. In fact, I think there's a Bully 2.
1: Yeah. Oh well, we should look into it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So what have you been uh, playing? Have you been playing anything? Yeah,
0: Frostpunk. Um, gonna light, I lighten up a bit here. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've been trying Frostpunk out. Um, I don't know if you've played it, but uh, it's in my, it's in my Epic Games library. So I must have got it for free at some point. And I decide, oh, you know, I'll, I'll check this out. And it's, it's the style of game that I think I would enjoy. Um, It's sort of more like a a SIM, um, an extreme SIM. The difficulty is that there isn't really a tutorial. Like it's not the style of game that sort of builds you up to then sort of play on your own. Um, They have tutorial tips that show up, but I mean, Things can go bad real quick and you haven't reached that point in the tutorial that tells you how to, how to even deal with them. And so you have finite resources to start off with. And once you run out of them, it, there's no like, well, how do, how do I get more? Like, I don't know what to do at this point. Oh, yeah. like it is it's it is very, very difficult um, as far as a learning curve is, is concerned. And it, it actually had me thinking, I, you know, I put a few hours into it that, you know, is this type of game designed this way? but also are the developers aware as to how much of a turnoff it might be to a potential player, like where that you've, it's not that you've structured the learning curve as steep as you have. It's that you've not provided really any real ability for someone to improve upon that outside of constantly failing over and over and over and through trial and error, figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, again, it's, Maybe they're onto something because I've I've been frustrated a few times and now I'm kind of thinking, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll try it one more time.
1: I've been working my way through the PlayStation Five library pretty much. Um, I went. I, I was doing Bug Snacks. I and my kid. It's interesting. My kids follow me now, so I will play Bug Snacks and then they start playing Bug Snacks and then I'm done that. And so then I moved on to Ratchet and Clank. Have you ever played Ratchet and Clank before? Any of them? No, I mean, I've seen it, but I've, I've never played it. Yeah, so I, I'm doing the, the 2016 reboot first because it was free on one of the PlayStation Plus services or something. And so yeah. I, I started playing that, and yeah, again, it's it's interesting. I, I wasn't a Sony kid back when, uh, you know, PlayStation 2 era when this first came out. I know there's like yeah. 20 of them or something ridiculous, but... Uh, it's been really entertaining. It's really good. And so now I'm I'm going to move on to Rift in Time, which is a new one that just came out. And it looks pretty, pretty fantastic. Getting pretty fantastic reviews. So I'm pretty psyched to uh, play that after we move, I think, because I'll have lots of time to hang out and play games.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny you mentioned sort of the, the PS5 is that I have not yet found a place to move to. But when we do... I hope to have a space where I can actually use the PlayStation. Um, our current situation, we have one TV and I am on the bottom of the priority list of its use. So
1: I will say I, I went back and forth for quite a while for headphones. I wasn't quite sure to, if I was going to pick up the PlayStation five headphones, cause I was like, well, they're headphones, you know, but yeah. I got them in the end. I think it was a birthday present, and I really like them. They've got really great sound, and it's much—it's much better. I can sit in the couch in absolute silence at nights and have things blaring into my head holes, and just like, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's pretty great. So, I've been enjoying that quite a bit.
0: Well, I think was it the PS3 was when I think they had the, the PlayStation uh, Gold was the headset at the time, like sort of their premium headset. Yeah. And I remember picking them up and I'm like, oh my God, these are phenomenal. And then eventually um, I I wore them out. Um, They got a heck of a lot of use. And when the PS4 came out, um, essentially the same headset was a slight update. So I ended up replacing it. And I, again, really solid design. Um, I felt it was good sound too. I never actually ended up getting, I think they then upgraded to like the Platinums. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never got around to buying them. Um, Instead, what I was doing is I had picked up a, an Arctis, uh, not Arctis. Um, oh man, what's the brand? Now? Oh, uh, Astro, Astro headset for my computer, and uh, I uh, sort of I swapped it. Essentially, I bring it back and forth, and uh, I use the analog port on the PS4 controller uh, for audio. The quality was fine for me, even though the audio that people caught from me wasn't. But it didn't matter to me. You could you could hear you could hear me. Whether or not it was in stereo mattered little
1: to me. Yeah, I never play anything online that I have to talk to people. I, I never like. I'm really a one player. I, I don't really do a whole lot of online gaming, especially not where you're just talking around to random people. So I don't actually usually need the microphone now. Maybe when yeah. I find myself you know far away from the city, and maybe I'll suddenly need companionship and decide I need to talk to you know, these little ninth grader punks that are out there and I'll teach them about bullying as well. So, you know, hopefully we'll get some
0: jamming with John.
1: That's right. We can play whatever game it is. I don't really know.
0: Well, I, I, I will point out that generally I w- was much the same as you were until he started playing destiny and I ended up stumbling across this uh, clan called dads of destiny. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, for the most part, it was just a bunch of dads or older people, um, that played games and, and, uh, I met uh, some really cool people. Um, and then since that sort of, I, I generally only talk to those I'm comfortable talking
1: to. Yeah. Well, that might be a whiff for me to look at. Cause I mean, my, my dad, i've joined a couple of dads video game groups over my the course of my dadship, and it's always just sort of died off and i mean we'll like trade console numbers or whatever and be friends on the mm-hmm. console but then nothing ever actually happens with it. much like any dad group i've joined for that for that matter yeah. so uh so yeah maybe that's something that i'll have to look into once i'm uh once i'm doing it. maybe i'll look in to see if there's any good dad groups out there because yeah i really don't need a 13 year old <laughs> talking shit
0: yeah. Well, and I mean, to that point, like dads of destiny was, was, was great. Um, and it was massive. The game itself was extremely popular and what started off as like, Oh, we might have a hundred dads together to coordinate suddenly it became like thousands of dads are interested and, and then moms and, and then it's sort of every sort of clan adjusted the rules accordingly. But the, uh, the thing that it really introduced me to was some of the really cool people that I would have otherwise never met or connected with. And I think what a lot, what brought us together wasn't like, hey, let's all exchange, you know, PSN IDs. Um, it was like, hey, we're going to go and have a raid. We need six people. Let's sign up. Six people put their name into the onto the list, and we used game chat. And then what started to occur is, you know, a few people, oh, I kind of like the, the, you know, we're just – shooting the proverbial while we're getting beat down by whatever the boss was and you know some of us were having fun others were not and then the ones that weren't they kind of faded away and then some of the others that were sort of faded in and uh, I, you know that's sort of how it evolved but again had it not been for we need six people or I need five others to actually you know go into this raid, um, it would have never happened. And it actually got me thinking, how many games had experiences like a multiplayer, a cooperative or coordinated multiplayer experience that I did not take part in because I did not have five friends mm-hmm. online at that point. So I didn't have five friends. I just have five friends online who had a PS five who are four or three or whatever happened to be, who had that game and were interested in like, you know, it really starts to narrow the field down. So I think I think you might find there are groups out there in fact there's probably listeners out there like hey john let's do this we'll ratchet and clank it up i don't know if it's got
1: multi i don't think it does but i don't know yeah but anyways yeah that's a good point uh any anybody listening tonight if you want to hit us on twitter at at nerdy dadcast and uh, let us know what your favorite online dad group if you got one we're definitely happy to listen to it and we yeah maybe we'll share our own back
0: you can also find us at nerdy dadcast.com. we have a facebook account but you know neither one of us really pay too much attention to it uh and you can email us feedback at nerdydiecast.com as well if email is more your thing and uh yeah we'll be back again in a, in a few weeks time our, our cadence has dropped simply because as uh, life is right now it's a blur and uh quite frankly um
1: you're moving I am. And yes, we're almost, this is almost two weeks on this one though. So we are getting close to some sort of cadence again, but yes, I am moving and we'll see how this goes.
0: Yeah. And then maybe I'll be moving by the time we
1: record. Fingers crossed. I know you're having issues there.
0: Yeah. Well, eventually we'll find a house or place that we don't get, you know, outbid on by like tens of thousands of Mm -hmm. dollars, you know, or like, Hey, this is cool. You're one of eight offers. Oh, cool. So we're not getting it. Yeah, we didn't get that. Yeah, no, we also didn't get the one where we were one of three. So
1: we got our second Go offer. Before. We got lucky. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, but on behalf
0: of John, myself, Chris, uh, and the Nerdy Dad cast, I'll ask you to uh, stay nerdy, my friends.